HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome to HRN On Tour at Charleston Wine and Food Festival 2022. I'm Lindsay Collins of F&B Radio. That's E-F-F-I-N-B-R-A-D-I-O. It's a visual pun. It's confusing. But if you've <laughs> ever heard the show, um, I'm the host. And I'm, I'm so honored to be sitting in with Heritage Radio. We are live from the Culinary Village. It's really exciting. <gasps> Thank you. Uh, my esteemed guests today... Shui and Corey Wong, they are the owners, chefs, hostesses with the mostesses. Girl at the man- door. <laughs> Literally every job that exists in restaurants of Jackrabbit Philly, which is my favorite restaurant in the city. And I'm not just saying that because they're sitting right here. <laughs> it's an actual fact. I'll say that to anyone from any other restaurant, wherever you are. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. Yay. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you for having us. We're very excited to be here. I The festival is always such a whirlwind. Um, I was We were just kind of catching up, and now I want to keep doing that on what has actually the festival been like for you guys. I know it's tricky when chefs and owners are in the restaurant and also yeah. doing and planning events because there's just an onslaught. And this year, for the first time ever... The festival is in North Charleston, so yeah. what has it been like the last couple of days at Jackrabbit Philly? Uh, honestly, it has, I don't think it has been that bad. Uh, we didn't know what to expect because, you know, we opened right before the pandemic, oh uh, literally God. three months before. Oh, my uh, God. And I think the last wine and food festival that we did was right before the pandemic happened. Yes, because it, it snuck right in there. Like, they, we managed to get the food. It was, like, right, right after the right festival, the, everything like the shut down. The day after, I think they shut everything down, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so this was actually our first year opening as a restaurant during the festival. Um, it is it is a lot, but I will say that the vibe that comes with it is very fun. Yeah. So on normal busy nights, you know, it's a busy night, but on this busy night, it feels a little bit more celebratory or something. You can sense that people are ready for anything and they're like looking to have a good time. And uh, yeah, it's always it always feels like a family reunion, you know. For I, I think the festival. same. Yeah, I just always you know you meet your like you get to see your weird drunk cousin again, <laughs> uh, and just have a really good time, and it's yes. great. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's how I feel. I'm like, it's just, I have, I'm not lucky enough to be working in a restaurant right now, but the, it always just feels so fun because you never know who's going to walk through the door during food and wine. And it's, it's just like a reunion is a perfect way to describe it because even the people you're like, oh, there's so-and-so, you know, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. They like get in there, everybody has some drinks and you just like mix it up and it's, it's yeah. a great time. Your space 
in particular, I think is one of the more fun places. Like, it's just decorated like a party all the time. There's, like, the Christmas lights. The vibe in there is so high that every time I come in there, it's a party. But I want to I pop in during Wine and Food because I feel like it's that on steroids, you know? Yeah, I mean, the Christmas lights is because we got lazy. <laughs> You're and, like, uh, just, is this lighting? Up, yeah, we put it up our first Christmas. We're like, oh, we're not taking that down. That's, <laughs> that looks nice. Yeah, that was that's hard. fine. Yeah. I, I have that, that same thing in my um, bedroom because I'm like, it's just kind of a nice right. glow. Yeah. And I don't, wanna, I don't want it to stop. Yeah, uh, you'll, you'll find, like, just random, like, Valentine's Day things, Halloween things. Just, we just <laughs> don't take things down. Right. Well, and for a while it was a little empty, so we, you know, kept shopping to fill it. And now it's getting to that point, like, we're both a little hoardery. Yeah. So it's like we should probably stop shopping, <laughs> but we just bought like a giant dragon to hang over one of our boots. You know, yeah. like it's not stopping. Listen, we're not going to stop the tchotchkes. They're just the well, we can't have enough. Them. No, right? Yeah, we wanted to want our restaurant to always feel like our home, you know. And I wanted people to feel when they do come to our restaurant, it feels like you're coming to someone's dinner party or just having a good time. You don't want to you be able to come as you are and just have a great time. And so that's how we decorate it. And that's how we want to make it feel. It totally feels like that. And I think the coolest part, like, I, the way the food comes out is it's a surprise and it's also just very <laughs> intimate. You know, like, it feels like you're at someone's house. Like, you don't, like, wait to be, I don't know. Like, it's just not so fussy. But the food is so excellent that it always feels like the best party you've ever been to. My son, <laughs> who's 10, is your number one fan. And he, <laughs> he calls it JRF for short. And he's always like think we should go to jrf tonight and i'm like he says it probably three nights a week so i'm always like not to, we were literally just there but uh it's always our favorite place so i'm so excited to have oh, you guys yay. on you. when heritage reached out i was like absolutely i know the perfect people and they kind of wanted to frame some of the conversations around what it's like to be back together after yeah this insane time that is the pandemic so and kind of how people with an emphasis on mental health how people have been dealing and supporting their mental health or lack thereof in this time. Right. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, it's such a big question to just be like, "What's it been like?" But maybe just you guys could tell us a little bit about what's helped you get through these times as we open back up. Because I think everybody was in a, a like a, a hunker down survival mode. But it's weird how, for me personally, things are starting to come up as we get back out there. That I'm like, "Oh, I don't. I didn't expect that," or "I don't know where that anxiety is coming from." Right. Mm. Uh, so how has it been kind of with things, quote unquote, opening back up and how have you been supporting your mental health during this time? Corey, we'll start with you. Wow. Well, I think it's interesting that you invited us because you were literally one of the reasons that we've become healthier lately. Oh my God, um, you did a breakfast post about what you eat every morning and then how you go through your sort of morning routine. I was like, Shwai, you have to look at this. And we literally that week went out shopping to get ourselves better things to eat in the morning and started doing vitamins. Um, Exercise. And like I feel like that. this is maybe the healthiest we've been in the last three years. I know. Just, wow. Yeah, but like no joke. Um, just because I think we're finally realizing what does help. For a while we thought it was like alcohol and other things. Um, yeah. And that just made it worse but for a while it was just so bad you get a day off and you just want to lie on your couch and you just want to consume something that makes you completely forget about what you went through yeah um so i think we honestly spent like two years of that well yeah i feel like you know uh since we only opened for a short three months uh of regular service before the pandemic and then i think once the pandemic hits you know it's one of those things they don't ever teach you in culinary school yeah like oh i don't know God. how to there's no pandemic 101 you know um so when that happened you know i think everyone's just trying to do their best is trying to 
do whatever they can to try to either stay open as a business or take care of their staff, uh, trying to take care of yourselves. And, you know, when we sh uh, shut down for that month and just uh, had completely time away, it was like, you know, forced time away, but it was nice to kind of just like realize you're a real person. You have to really take care of yourself. And when going back, uh, reopening and going back to it all, it just kind of like you get stressed out again just because you didn't realize how much goes into it, just kind of trying to keep your staff safe and trying to keep the restaurant afloat. Uh, and I think you just slowly, slowly realize that, and at least for me and Corey, that um, yes, the restaurant is important, our business is important, but what's more important is our staff. And above all that is our personal health, uh, mental health and physical health. If you, it's like that saying, like I think Sean Brock said it once, that you know, there's a reason why when you're on an airplane, they tell you to put your mask on yourself first. Because if you can't help yourself, you can't help anybody else. Um, so we really try to take care of ourselves now, give us self a solid like mental break. Like, hey, this Monday, Tuesdays, we don't do any work. We have which, to have our rest. We say that, is, but we don't do we it. We say that, and it doesn't uh, happen. Our, and then we, we go into best. the next work week being like, Darn it, yeah. it happened again. I feel uh, equally so we try, as worse, our, but. try our best to do that. And then, you know, like, and really, like, next steps, like, taking care of our staff, making sure they're safe and they're happy and they're paid well and they're mentally happy and they're not too stressed out at work. And then business honestly comes last. Uh, we never open the restaurant to make money. Uh, we don't care about that at all. You know, I just, I'd rather everyone be happy. Yeah. I think I've also gotten out of that old thinking that the customer is always right, and I don't want to necessarily talk about this, but, you know, I'm sorry. I think, you know, <laughs> I think there are ways to behave and ways not to, and, you know, like, Absolutely. you have to be respectful. You want things from us, and that's awesome, and we're here to deliver them, but it has to be with a level of, like, courtesy and respect because it's a new age, and you can't treat us sort of. <laughs> badly anymore and you know 99% of the people that walk through our door are fantastic are fantastic human beings and we love you and appreciate you and every now and then you, you brush up against one that isn't and you're like no 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 I didn't work my whole life in food and bev to be treated this way more I, to have people I love be treated this way so exactly and I think it's it's so cool because I, I think anybody who's in food and beverage for someone who hasn't taken care of them you know or has put them last or seen them as somebody that's disposable in a way or like you know especially if you're a busy restaurant or a popular restaurant you can get and you know more staff but what's really been crazy about the pandemic is everyone sort of rallying around to a keep their staff and to keep them safe as a number one priority and the customer I think has to accept in a way I mean I'm not a restaurant owner so I know it's a tricky balance but it is a privilege to go out at this point like it's an absolute privilege to be dining out in these times and so I think you need to come with the right attitude that's like I know when I go out now, it's so exciting because I just feel so lucky. I'm like this after the last two years being so terrifying and, you know, spent at home. I'm like, it just feels really, really fun to go out. And it feels like a like a privilege and something that's to be treated with respect instead of just like, oh, I'm here for my dinner and I get whatever I want. But it's so nice of you guys to say that about eating breakfast because I started posting stuff on my personal Instagram about what I was eating for breakfast and like... I love breakfast anyway. It's my favorite meal of the day. It's one of the only times that I have energy. So I'm uh -huh. like, I can really give it my all at breakfast. I'm like, I'm going to make some eggs. And I try to get what I call half a plate of veggies in there. And just something that's going to kind of support me and stabilize me. Because in my time in food and beverage, it was like, I wouldn't eat until family meal. And then right. I would like carbo load or have something sugary on the way in with a coffee and just like get the energy up. Right. And then by the end of the night, you know, 
you've either crashed or you go straight into drinking or that kind of bringing your energy down. It's a really weird roller coaster that yeah. people go through. And I started posting about it, and I was only going to do it through January because, like, January is a healthy month or whatever. But everyone that reached out was in food and beverage. Huh. And that's who my friends are, so that's, that's not that far of a stretch. But they were like, this has changed my game, or, like, it's helped me a lot. And it's become, like, this really cool community where I just, like, love to see what people are, how people are taking care of themselves because I don't think you get that training in food and beverage. It's actually the opposite. When I was coming up and when you guys are coming up, it's like push yourself, you know, push yourself past that. And I think people are hip to that now. And it's, it's a slow turn. Well, because there's pride in it too. You take pride in sort of how much you abuse your body and what yes. you go through and the hours you work and how little sleep you got or like how many days in a row you've been on. And there right. is, yeah. there is like a badge of honor that I think people are slowly starting to be like, actually, how are you doing? And from a restaurant owner's perspective, it's just so refreshing to see you guys leading with that example and then also making sure that you're taking care of your staff. I think that's just. It's the new it's the new way and it's yeah. really inspiring. So thank you for saying that. I, when Shwai was like posting his <clears throat> excuse me, eggs, I was like, What? <laughs> this the, like my favorite chef in the whole city is like on the the eggs and two veggies with some <laughs> fermented foods train. Like it just feels so it's just an honor. And I love you guys as friends, but as as professionals, I just respect you so much and I, I think it it was just like really cool and it inspired more people to be like hey i'm i'm on it too oh, it kind of just keeps ripple affecting out and good i think that's a good thing because it, it it's not as much of the badge of honor anymore as it is like how are we taking care of ourselves like i know the guys from chubby fish they do yoga before they start their shift and i'm like right. this is tight like the kitchen back there like stretching and doing yoga before they start and like there's so impressive. much hope in that. That's yeah. very yeah. impressive. We did try and do a, like a like calisthenics day, and we're like, we should start this, and then we all let it go. I mean, sometimes you're too tired, you know. Yeah. But every I think now and whatever then you can do is yeah. like just every little bit changes the the future. And I think yeah. it's so cool to see how you guys are are doing. And I think it's uh, inspiring because people are really trying to find their feet after all of this. And I think you guys do it with so much grace and so much humor, and it's. It's tough, right? Like, there's so many bad days. Corey and I were talking about a review Ugh. that came through, and she was like, just, like, if you don't have something nice to say and you're out there leaving reviews, just personal message from me, Lindsay Collins, don't do it, okay? If you only, only nice things. Only nice things. Um, but so what are the things that you're looking forward to as you, like, become a restaurant that's open, you know, I don't want to say post-pandemic, but... In a more, because you only had the three months before you right. got started. What do you? How do you see the restaurant kind of evolving or changing as that I think situation a sense changes? Of normalcy would be fantastic. I think that's all we're striving <laughs> yeah. for week to yeah. week. Is can we get through <laughs> one week without one week like, without something <laughs> happening or breaking or someone's hurting their back and can't go make it to work? That might be a forever um, goal. I don't know that yeah. we'll ever achieve that, and that maybe comes part and parcel with it. But um, well, Cora and I uh, are both trying to step back. Uh, a lot more from the day to day and uh, hiring some really good people just kind of you know have that Jack Ryder feeling to become like a more well-oiled machine where it can run itself so we can focus on the bigger picture and maybe you know expand a little bit uh, just as a restaurant or you know it's just we have all these really amazing people uh, and always Corey and I always tell people when we hire them that we don't want to give you a job we want to give you a career 
Yes. You know, we don't want you just this to be your temporary job and you're figuring something out, which is also fine. But, you know, if you're this is your industry, this is what you want to be in, this is what you want to grow in. I wanted to be the, you know, I want to be there to grow with you. So, like, you know, we're trying to build futures for people. Uh, I think that's what we're trying to focus on next. Like, hey, like, you know, my sous chef, Brandon Olson, he's awesome and he's been with me for forever. So where can, what can I take you to next? Or what, what can I have you do next that will expand your career and not just a sous chef at Jackrabbit Philly? Um, so I think that's one of our biggest things right now is focusing on that. Yeah. Yeah. Nitty gritty, um, something that is like on one of my restaurant goals is I want to figure out a way that um, all of our server staff when we, because we like to shut down for a week just so that we all get like a break and, you know, like nobody has to think about work and we're all on the same page about that. And I just think at some point, like, I'd love to be the kind of place that your servers get paid for that too. Like we take care of back of the house if you've been with us for a certain amount of time. But, you know, I just servers we all know that they make good money um yeah. but who doesn't like a job that you get to go on vacation and it's a paid one too so i think we're kind of close to getting to that point but um i don't know i just want to i just want to do good <laughs> no yeah. i think that's i mean those it seems like yeah that's a that's a simple goal in when you look at it but if you actually know the the razor thin margins of a restaurant you know how impossible it is to to be able to get there like it's not just like of course we want to but to actually be able to do that it takes so much planning, so much financial stability that is not guaranteed in this in this situation. But I worked for a company that would close for two weeks out of the year, once in the spring and then once in the fall. And you're so right. It's like that that mental break sometimes is the reset that people need to like yeah. literally pull their life together or to kind of come back to themselves and then be ready to go again and just be better than ever. So it seems like a thing that would be impossible to give somebody like the restaurant closing for a week. like. What are I mean off the top of your head? What is what are the loss numbers like when it when a restaurant's not open when it's supposed to be? I mean, in the thousands, like it's oh, in the tens of tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Oh my tens god, of thousands. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you want to, you know, uh, we came up in a different time. I think you know, where you're bragged about working 80, 90 hours a week. Oh, I. I worked 80 hours this week. Well, yeah, I worked 90 hours this week. Why is that okay? A competition. Yeah, why it's is like that I'm winning? Yeah, I'm winning. Because <laughs> like, no I worked 90? You're both losing. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, not, not just um, trying to make the restaurant industry a little more sustainable, not just as far as serving food, but also just, again, it just goes back to mental and physical health. You don't want to, I don't want anyone in my restaurant working that many hours. That's the reason we don't open seven days. So everyone has, everyone has to always have two and a half days off at a restaurant. Everyone, wow. we, we used to open until 10, now we don't anymore, we only open until 9. Because like, we just don't see the need to, to work that extra hour. The less hours they want to work and they still get paid really well, and the better mental health they have, the happier they are to come to work. Yes. And so it's trying to make that the restaurant is a little more sustainable than it is what it is right now. You know? And I think a big part of that too is customers kind of accepting that prices are going to go up that you know structures may change the things that they're used to even you know within every restaurant's going to do it differently but i know just the cost of food as a consumer at home has gone up so it's right restaurants are are in a really kind of tricky place where it's like they're supposed to come back and like do things the way they used to in a world that really isn't the same as it used to be so it's going to take these little tweaks and and changes but i just when I see your staff and when I interact with your staff, they do seem so happy. And it's one of the few places I go where the staff retention, it's the same faces. I see a lot of those same faces and that's such a testament to you guys in the workplace that you create because I think right now more than ever, like 
if you're working in food and beverage, you can be really choosy yeah, about where sure. you go because people, staff is such, you know, more of a problem than ever. But I just think that if you put out the, put out the good energy like you guys do and you do things the right way, even when it costs you money, it's so interesting to me that you say that you're not in it to make money because from a business standpoint, like, you have to make some money. But I think that that humility and that attitude is just so refreshing because I think it can be very easy when you're running your own business to suddenly not get greedy, but to start being like, I, you know, what about me? What am I in this for? And you guys keeping that sort of mantra at the forefront is just like creating a more sustainable restaurant and having a place that people want to work. It's going to come in the long game and it's going to make you a better and a more successful restaurant, you know, a, lo- I, a restaurant with longevity. I think for us too, I mean, we built, we built Jackrabbit with proceeds from a food truck that we opened and, you know, we borrowed from like a little bit of family but it's always just been like us. Like, there's no investors. Um, wow. And for a while, we did not pay ourselves super well. Um, and then we had, like, a decent year. Well, we didn't we... know how much money we were making. Right. We were terrible about that. <laughs> I mean, when I was like, like money what is have? it, $1,000 if you guys don't are like, really tens of thousands. <laughs> <laughs> but we got, better, got better accountants. Um, and, and we have started paying ourselves a little bit more of a, a livable wage for us. And it gets to the point that you're like, well, how much do we need to make? You know, so why why do we have to make this and everybody else would make that and, you know, like spread the wealth a little bit. And we know that obviously we need rainy day funds and things like that. Um, and to open more restaurants, we do need to bank some of this. But, I mean, it's just us. We're not having the kids. We have dog babies. Like, how much money do we actually need to make? And I think that's the problem with bigger places is it is about that goal. Um, and I, I, I think, know. yeah, also just having worked in this industry for so long, uh, you know, and got burned out and having to move to a whole different city just so I can restart, um, you realize um, there's two different, t- two, different, two different kind of ways you can measure that, either money. Because, um, yeah, there's, there's dollars that you make an hour, there's, but there's also time. Uh, yes. Each hour that you get back in your own life is also worth a lot more than whatever you're spending to get that, you know? For sure. Absolutely. No, so well said because that's that, that's how you like stay in it. I always am in awe of like just the physicality and I think you're really smart to be already trying to, you know, create some create a well-oiled machine that can run in your absence because without that it's like even even the the spryest, most well-in-shaped, the people who are eating all the breakfast and doing all the yoga, like you can't burn yourself out to depletion and I think that's that's smart because a lot of people especially in the restaurant, we know how that feels. Like they, they depend on you to be in there or it's more special when you're in there. And I'm guilty of that. In some ways I'll go in and I'll be like, well, is so-and-so in the kitchen? And you have to realize like they need a night off. They need more than a night off. They need to be able to. And so now I've kind of shifted that to being like, if the food is like consistent and the vibes are good, the restaurant is fine and you should feel totally justified in making sure that you're in a place where you can keep it going because you said more restaurants do you want to open more restaurants <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Well, i feel like we're always too ambitious for our own good you know uh, <laughs> and glutton for punishment honestly like yes we do want to open more projects and um we were trying to but um again it's not for us like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to open a second restaurant. I don't want to have this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> the I, truth. Cora and I re- finally realized the other day that we're opening this restaurant for our staff. We're opening this restaurant so our own staff can grow out of that small position that they're in and build it into a bigger career. Like, I don't give, I don't care. I'll shut, I'll shut Jack Ryan Philly down tomorrow and I'll be fine. <laughs> but 
Yeah. But for the for the future of I our staff, I won't be okay. Yeah, I'll be okay. I'll, for the future of our staff, sure, I'll spend another million dollars over another restaurant and then have them, you know, have a great career. Absolutely, have a better lifestyle. You know, have them get to where we are now, where they don't have to work, you know, sixty hours a week, and, and they can have a little more personal time and still have a good career ahead of them. It's so it's so fascinating because I feel like the restaurants that I see that are doing this have really really kind of ridden the wave of the pandemic so much more. And I know every individual restaurant is up against, you know, who knows what their rent are, their circumstances or their staffing or any of that, how it's structured. But I see a lot of this, it feels more like a grassroots, like this is a family, we're going to grow as a family and that's how you're going to be successful. So in the end, it's like, it's really good business, but it comes from such a genuine place. And I think that just comes through. If you're, if you're just saying that, we've all, like I said, worked for places where Either they say they put you first and it's just not, it's not the thing and you don't want to stay there. But I think the people that work for you, it's, you have to give them somewhere to go, you know, to keep them on board. Exactly, to keep them. You know, that's our main plan was we want to keep our people because we don't want that constant turnover. And to do that, you have to offer like um, stimulating jobs for people. So has there been a person that started with you in the beginning that came in as an entry level role that's moved into something much different during the pandemic? Or have you had any of those kind of like growth? I think that's kind of a lot of our staff. Yeah, um, we, I mean, I'm like, we're huge believers of uh, promoting within. You know, I try to, that's the first thing I do. That's my first option before I hire, try to even look for anyone else to hire. Um, I think, you know, like, uh, one of my dishwashers has been with me for forever. He's, He's uh he's our fry cook now and he's excellent the way he does now. Wow. Like he's just um he's yeah he started washing dishes and now he's like one of our best uh, fryer cooks. Um, and honestly like I don't know even just like some people have been in the same position just have but they have just excelled so much since they or you know a server is now bartending and that's a totally new skill um, which I feel like gives you so much more flexibility or a server is now my manager. Um, another essay, someone that came on to sort of be like a server assistant is now going to be my other manager. Wow. You know, like you see smart, hardworking people and you know that there's so much they can do because you see the opposite too on different oh, like, yeah. you know, job interviews. Um, I always say, you know, it helps if you talk fast and move fast when you work here because that's how we kind of all operate. But then you get all these like, like-minded people that are the fast talkers and the fast movers and you all just vibe together. It's awesome. But... It's so it's yeah. just really you really feel it when you come in the restaurant too. I'm like I feel like everyone there is super funny. Everyone there is like right on time with what I don't know. I just never want for anything when I'm in there. He's like, oh, it's right here. It's like they think of everything, because it's a, it's a casual concept. But the food is so elevated, and the staff is so fun that I think that makes it one of the more unique experiences. Because you don't feel weird going in there with your kids or like in sweatpants but you can have incredible amazing food and always feel I told I texted Corey after I left the other day I was like it just always feels like coming home I just love I love the restaurant I love what you guys do I love to see you just taking care of yourselves and thriving coming out of this and I can't wait to see what you do next and I'm so happy that you took the time to even come down here I know it's a busy crazy weekend I hope you get to eat some fun things and hang out and have yeah. a good time we can't yeah. deny you anything <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it so much um guys that's it awesome thanks for listening to heritage radio's live coverage of charleston wine and food festival i'm Lindsay collins you can check out my podcast at fnb radio um it's e-f-f-i-n-b-r-a-d-i-o there's a lot of times not as cool guests as like these guys on here it's just me talking about my general neuroses about what's going on around food and beverage but 
You can check it out. I really appreciate it. Uh, we're so grateful to the festival for having Heritage Radio Network back in the Culinary Village for the sixth year running. Wow. And you can listen to all of our coverage on the podcast, Heritage Radio Network on tour. Thank you so much, guys. Let's Yay. give it up for Corey and Shrive. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.